It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pat Fryermuth's biggest challenge toward logging a breakout 2023 season could be the rise of Steelers rookie Darnell Washington. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Since being drafted out of Penn State with the 55th pick of the 2021 draft, Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth has been right on schedule, en route to becoming an NFL elite at his position. In fact, many are predicting 2023 will be the year when the 6'5", 260-pound Fryermuth makes the final leap to be mentioned in the same conversation as tight end superstars, such as the Chiefs' Travis Kelsey, the Ravens' Mark Andrews, and the 49ers' George Kittle. After all, Frymuth has established himself as quarterback Kenny Pickett's most clutch target, especially on third down. The only Steelers pass catcher targeted more than Frymuth's 96 receiving opportunities was number one receiver, Deontay Johnson, who had 141. Even in a down year for the Steelers' passing game, as Pickett gained his NFL sea legs and the team attempted to run the ball much more often, Fryermuth notched increases in several important metrics, including yards per catch, yards after reception, and the average depth of target. The increases came over his rookie campaign when Big Ben Roethlisberger was his quarterback. With Pickett expected to pick up his game even more in his sophomore year, Fryermuth fully expects to benefit with a 2023 season that could move him to the elite level and set the stage for a big new contract with the Steelers. Said Fryermuth, quote, I just want to continue to improve and show I'm top 10 in the league. I have to have a good year this year to solidify myself as a top five tight end in the league, unquote. There's a reason he wants to do this. There is big money on the line. Fryermuth will earn $1.208 million along with a $436,000 roster bonus this year. He stands to become a free agent after the 2024 season, but a big 2023 would set the stage for that big new deal. How big? Well, Pro Football Focus recently reported that the tight end negotiation to watch is happening in Minnesota. 
That's where Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson could top Kittle's $15 million per year contract with the Niners. There's just one thing standing in the way of a breakout and highly bankable 2023 campaign for Frymouth. That impediment is on his own team in the massive form of 6'5-inch, 265-pound rookie Darnell Washington. Many say the Steelers got a steal when the big Georgia Bulldog tight end fell in the 2023 draft all the way down to the 93rd pick. That's where Pittsburgh promptly snapped him up. PFF rates Washington as the Steelers' best addition of the entire offseason. They call him, quote, a supreme blocking talent with impressive receiving chops to match, unquote. And while Washington's blocking will be on full display early and often, his huge body and good hands could make him a big new weapon in the red zone. That's where Pickett and the Steelers were abysmal in 2023. Red zone production was also a big problem for Fryermuth last season, too. He snagged just two touchdowns all last year, and that's after hauling in seven when Big Ben was firing the ball. The number one priority in Pittsburgh is to increase the Steelers' productivity in that red zone. Offensive coordinator Matt Canada is in the lab looking to unlock many more points when Pickett and the offense get down close. Word is the big rookie out of Georgia could be featured in many of the red zone plays that Canada is concocting. If so, Washington could go a long way towards stealing some of that 2023 thunder that was expected to go to Friar move. If Steelers QBs led by Pickett markedly increase their passing TD production from last year's dozen, but Fryermuth doesn't benefit as much, it could mar his case for that big Steelers payday next offseason. So far, Washington is playing it very humble in Pittsburgh. He recently told Steelers.com that his focus in the upcoming training camp in Latrobe will be on becoming, quote, a complete tight end, unquote. Said Washington, quote, I need to put it all together. Once I do that, I will be a complete tight end. I'm not complete yet. It takes time. Being with coach Alfredo Roberts and working on our game will make it happen, unquote. If it does, and let's, let's face it, most Steelers observers expect it will, Washington will be a blocking beast and a huge target in the red zone, the very place Pickett and the Steelers starved last season. Washington said as much, telling Steelers.com, quote, when I put it all together, I can be a mismatch, unquote. Hey, he knows it. And Matt Canada knows it too. The 2023 Steelers playbook will reflect this fact. If it comes to pass and Pittsburgh reignites its, those red zone ketchup bottles with scores, all of Steelers Nation will be cheering their big new weapon. But you have to wonder whether Pat Fryermuth will feel a little left out. 
After all, 2023 was supposed to be his big year. Now it could be the coming out party for Darnell Washington. We have much more on these 2023 Steelers. Such an intriguing team on both sides of the ball. And because we've been dwelling on the offense for a lot of these podcasts, we're going to do a rundown of that defense that should get back to dominating teams. It's all in this edition of your Steelers Update Podcast, plus a look at the big battle in training camp at Punter. Punter? Yeah, Punter. We're going to go there. Of course, be sure to catch my full print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the latest, greatest Steelers debates to life and the laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. For some deep thoughts on the Steelers' 2023 defense, we turn to Mike DeFabo and The Athletic. They've produced a rundown of the entire defensive roster, giving us one thought to ponder on each Steelers player on the D as they enter 2023. I've assembled some of the highlights here, but hey, I have to encourage you to check out the full article on The Athletic. It's great stuff, as always, from DeFabo. Now, let's get going with some of those deep thoughts on the Steelers' D. First up, the grand old man on the defensive line. I'm talking about Cam Hayward, and so is DeFabo, who ponders this, quote, How much longer can he sustain his prime? Hayward, who didn't reach the Pro Bowl until his seventh season, but now has made six straight, has logged double-digit sacks three times in his career. Two of those have come in the last two seasons at age 32 and 33, unquote. What can Cam do at age 34 this season? Well, we know he is entering twilight of his Steelers career. But as always in the NFL, there's new blood coming in, and that is in the form of rookie Keanu Benton. He's just breaking in. And in his next segment, DeFabo ponders and wonders just how fast this player, who the Steelers selected at pick 49, can break out. DeFabo writes, quote, Can he become a starter by the season's end? The second-round pick will have a role as a rookie, but how much and how soon will be a challenge? And he's going to have to challenge on Travius Adams for a starting spot on the base defense, unquote. Now for the unquestioned Steelers star on defense. You know who it is, guys. Do I have to say his name? Do I have to speak his name? Yeah, Jay Watt. So what of Watt for 2023 after an injury-marred 2022 that really nagged at Watt? The Fabo writes this, quote, well, can he stay healthy? The Steelers were one of the NFL's worst defenses without Watt and one of the league's best with him. Without Watt, which was weeks two through nine, the Steelers ranked 30th in total defense, giving up 390 yards per game, 26th in scoring, giving up 25.3 per game, and tied for the last in sacks at eight, and 31st in passing plays of 20 plus yards allowed. They gave up 32 of those. But with Watt in the lineup, I'm talking about week one and weeks 10 through 18, 
They ranked fourth in scoring, dropping that down to 16.9 points per game, fourth in takeaways, increasing it to 18, and seventh in pass plays of 20-plus yards allowed with 23. That's the stats, with and without Watt, as laid out by DeFabo. So a healthy Watt is a healthy, productive, and dominating Steelers defense. We have to pray T.J. Watt's health. I'd love to see him put in a full season and uh, pile up the damage, man. Pile up the damage. I love it. I love it when the D dominates. But what if Watt's tag team partner on the edge? He's looking to land a big new deal with the Steelers before the start of this regular season. Of Alex Highsmith, the Fabo writes, quote, Will he get his payday before the season? Or will we have another hold-in in training camp and perhaps through the preseason? Highsmith registered 14 and a half sacks last season, the sixth most in the NFL but he'll always be penalized for playing opposite Watt. He enters the final year of his rookie contract, a time in which the Steelers historically negotiate extension. And that negotiation is going to happen, and a lot of people feel, including the Fatbo's colleague at The Athletic, Mark Caboli, that, quote, Highsmith's contract extension is a matter of when, not if, the question is, what will it cost and whether it will cost that hold-in that we saw Watt actually do a, a few seasons back? Those are the questions as laid out by The Athletic. And we move on to the rookie on the edge, Nick Herbig. Of him, DeFabio says, quote, Can he prove size doesn't matter if you can rush the passer? Ahead of the draft, many scouts and analysts imagine Herbig would have to transition to off-the-ball linebacker because he's on the smaller side at six foot two and 240 pounds. However, the Steelers have played Herbig only as an edge rusher throughout the offseason. They feel confident that his production in a similar scheme in college shows he's capable in the same role at the pro level, unquote. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I mean, they always say there's a big leap between college and the pros. Let's hope the undersized Herbig can make it down from the edge. And from that edge, we go outside to cornerback, where some interesting new faces are looking to shut down opponents' passing game. So what of the big free agency veteran addition in the form of Patrick Peterson? Fabo asks, quote, how creative will the Steelers get? Peterson, who made his name as a lockdown outside corner, has long lobbied for a more varied role. He played in the slot during OTAs and minicamp, but there are more ways he can be deployed. But will we see them? That's the question from the Fabo. What about the Steeler with the famous name and the already huge Pittsburgh and, might I say, Penn State? fan base of Joey Porter Jr. DeFabo says, quote, when will he be ready? Defensive coordinator Terrell Austin made it clear that this will not be a redshirt season for Porter. His quickest path to the playing field will probably be when Peterson slides into the slot in sub packages. And it seems like Peterson is going to be sliding that way often. 
There's another quarterback the Steelers took in the 2023 draft. What about Corey Trice Jr.? The Fabo asked, quote, will he turn out to be the steal of the Steelers' 23 draft? The Athletics draft analyst, Dane Bugler, gave Trice a third-round grade, but the freakishly long corner out of Purdue slid way down into the seventh round, unquote. Hey, who was right? I mean, he slid, but Bluegler, you know, uh, with, with the athletic, was high, th- third round. So either the Steelers got a steal or somebody knew something as to why he went down to the seventh round. And of course, my steal of the draft, and a lot of people's steal, was going to be Darnell Washington, that big tight end, who I think is going to steal a lot of red zone opportunities from Friermuth and we'll see how much that hurts his uh, bid to be elite. Of course, that was the big, the big uh, first take that we did. Uh, and then there's Minka, Minka, the safest safety bet on the Steelers. I mean, he's he's a lockdown guy. And DeFabo says of Fitzpatrick, "quote Will the changes to the secondary free up Fitzpatrick even more? Could we see Minka unleashed?" He was tied for the league lead with six interceptions last year and could have more opportunities to move around the defense because of the versatile additions to the secondary, unquote. You know, that's what the Steelers like to do. They like to free up their best players to make big play, and that could be the season for Minka Fitzpatrick. Finally, we're going to go there, guys. I hate to say it. We mention a punter. A punter? Yeah. A battle is brewing, and the draft pick the Steelers used on Presley Harvin III is looking quite shaky, says the fable of the current punter, and Harvin become consistent enough to realize his upside. He has a booming leg that made him the Ray Guy Award winner as college football's top punter. However, he too often mishits punts, and that is never good. But it's especially costly if the Steelers plan to run the football and play the field possession game, unquote. And they do plan to do that quite a bit. So that is why they have brought in some competition for Harvin. And let's take a look at this competition for Harvin and what it all means. And we do that courtesy of Chris Adamski with Trib Live who writes this about the two good friends, and they are fellow Ray Guy Award winners, but they're now competing head-to-head for the big punting job in Pittsburgh. Adamski writes, quote, There's likely no truth to the rumor that Braden Mann and Presley Harvin III compared their respective Ray Guy Award trophies when they convened with the Steelers this spring. But they did share some old stories. Mann and Harvin share not only the distinction of being named the nation's best punter during their college careers, they also have a history of training together that dates to their high school days. Quote, I think my first time punting with Presley was probably my junior year of high school, Mann said after minicamp earlier this spring. Quote, so we have punted together off and on. We're actually kind of joking about how we've never really hung out outside of a football setting, and now it's kind of come full circle, unquote. 
Of course, it's been close to 10 years that they've known each other, and it's pretty wild, but now they're getting to know how to compete against each other. So we'll see if, if this friendship turned rivalry can bring out the best. The Steelers now have two former Ray Guy award winners as we get back to Adamski's story. A man was in 2018 and Harvin was in 2020. Like Harvin, who was a seventh-round pick by the Steelers in 2021, Mann was one of the rare drafted hunters who he went sixth round in 2020 to the Jets. They're two strong-legged guys, but they're now going to kick it out on the fields of St. Vincent starting July 26th when the Steelers convene training camp in Latrobe. Mann was the New York Jets punter. Uh, from the time he was drafted until this past spring when they signed 37-year-old veteran Thomas Morstead and they placed Mann on waivers the following week. Quote, it's the most competitive level of football, Mann said of the NFL. Quote, there are only 32 spots. There's not a depth chart at punter. It is one. You get one for this season, and so it's obviously super competitive. But I didn't have anybody in New York come in except for when I got hurt. So I really didn't have any other punters there. So this is a little bit different for me, but Presley is awesome. So it's been good so far, unquote. Hey, it's going to get a lot more intense in training camp. And then, of course, in those preseason games, they're going to be compared punt to punt, yard to yard. It's going to be interesting. The Steelers set up this competition as we go back to the Adamski story by putting in the waiver claim for Mann, and it signifies that they sought some legitimate competition for Harvin. Harvin is entering his third camp with the team. Mann missed only seven of the Jets' 50 games over his tenure, all in early 2021 because of a knee injury. Harvin likewise has held the Steelers' punting and holding jobs since he was drafted, beat out incumbent Jordan Berry during his rookie preseason, and aside from a two-game bereavement absence late in the 2021 season, and that's when his uh, father passed away. But here's the other take on both of these two. Adamski points out neither has ascended to the upper echelon of NFL punters. Last season, among 34 qualifying punters, Mann ranked 17th, and Harvin 28th in gross punting average, and Harvin 18th and Mann 20th in net average, each also ranked in the bottom half of the league in touchback percentage and inside the 20 rate. Pro Football Focus grades Mann very highly, fourth in the NFL, but FootballOutsiders.com punting metrics rated the Jets as the league's fourth worst in punting. Harvin was middle of the pack on both lists. Quote, I got released and I was on waivers for 24 hours and then I got notified that the Steelers put in a claim. So I was like, all right, going to Pittsburgh. So I was excited to come here, unquote. And that's the mindset of man as he enters this competition with former friend and Ray Guy winner, Harvin. Uh, you know, it's going to be game on and putts up in Pittsburgh as these two go mano and mano, leg to leg, for the starting job with the Steelers. May the best on her win.
And that's just one of the interesting battles that are going to be teed up in training camp. We're going to have them all right here on your Steelers Update podcast as we are fresh, brand new edition every Wednesday afternoon. So just sign up for the podcast wherever you get your favorite audio and get us automatically fresh and steaming hot with all the best hot takes, all the best news and views out of the 412 area code. You know, we, we sum it all up here and give you the best takes so uh, we digest everything so you don't have to and just bring you the best. And that's, that's our mission, and we do it every week. And, of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news. And see you next week.